they are going to become more brutal. Courtney Cuff, Henny Cutter gave them. Because all the hippies were trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Native news and events, and as you know, Haley, Native issues are human issues, and human issues are Native issues. You are absolutely right, Dega. This portion of the show is supported by Native Roots Radio Network on Patreon. Support honest Native news and stories from Natives themselves. Native Roots Radio Network on Patreon. Hey, Haley, can you see that I got my uh, my Barbie, my Wilma, a uh, man killer Barbie in the mail today? Oh, you know, I actually think I can see her behind you. Yeah, there it is. She looks right great. There. Yeah, definitely. And uh, she uh, was an activist leader. Uh, uh, Wilma Mankiller was the first woman principal chief of the Cherokee Nation, and uh, uh, she's on a quarter, too. So we're totally excited to to support that, and I, I bought that from Barbie, and here we are. Um, we'll be able to give it away someday, but it's uh, something that's uh, pretty darn awesome. Hey, speaking of darn awesome, uh, we have Dr. Stately on today, and uh, we're going to wear him out. We're going to have him in for a couple segments for sure. And but before we get to Dr. Stately, why don't we uh, get an update from uh, Governor Evers of the great state of Wisconsin? Ho! Hey there, Native Roots Radio. Governor Tony Evers here with my weekly update. Happy National Apprenticeship Week. Apprenticeship, as we know today, started right here in Wisconsin in 1911. Since then, our state's apprenticeship programs have enabled folks to earn while they learn with paid on-the-job training. With over 200 pathways in everything from healthcare to manufacturing to construction, our apprenticeship programs help folks start their careers in some of our state's most important industries and prepare them for 21st century family-supporting jobs. I'm proud to share that for the second year in a row, we've seen a record number of individuals enrolled in our registered and youth apprenticeship programs with more than 16,000 registered apprentices in our state alone, breaking last year's 20-year high. We made smart investments to address our workforce challenges, expand access to worker training and apprenticeships, and reduce barriers to work for folks across the state. And the budget I signed this summer builds on that work by providing another $7 million for our state's youth apprenticeship program. Folks, our state has faced significant workforce challenges for years. When you couple that with our historically low unemployment rate and record high workforce participation, we must do everything we can to recruit, train, and retain the next generation of workers. And that's exactly what we're going to keep doing. We'll keep working to maintain Wisconsin's positive economic momentum, strengthen partnerships with local employers that make these apprenticeship programs possible, and build the future we want for our workforce and for our state. Let's get to work, folks. Thanks for listening. Back to you, Robert, and Native Roots Radio. Thank you, uh, Governor Evers, for that update. Hey, uh, Haley, uh, it's always good to hear from the governor and uh, get his updates. It is, yes. We're very thankful for uh, Governor Tony Evers of Wisconsin. Hey, speaking of a really big shot that we know, uh, Dr. Stately's on, and he's in the bullpen. Let's grab him, and uh, he's got some cool lighting, it looks like, and uh, we have uh, Dr. Stately, the CEO of Native American Community, uh, whoa, Community uh, Clinic, and uh, good to see you, and and good to uh, hear from you. Jeez, I just chewed you out the other day for saying the name of my organization wrong. The other day, who? <clears throat> you remember at the I know. Um, at the Native Rise event? I was just teasing. I know. I know. I'm, pret- I'm pretending I don't remember that conversation. That was a good time, <laughs> wasn't it? It was awesome. It was really nice. I'm glad I went. I wasn't going to go, but because um, I got a ticket at the last minute, and you know, it was a Sorry. long week of 
long week for me. My kids had hockey tryouts, so just just every day racing back and forth, getting them from school, getting them rink, getting my tryouts. <clears throat> you know, um, I don't know. Just it was a long week, so I was like, eh, I don't know if I want to go, but I went and I was really happy I did. Excited. Yeah. I got there too, uh, last minute invite and, uh, we, we should do that everything because we both had really good seats. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be my new thing in 2024. I'm just going to crash all the parties. I'm not going to officially register. Right. <laughs> I'm happy for you guys. I, I heard it was a fun time. Yeah. It was pretty awesome. It was pretty awesome. It was like really like as a full house, um, you know, it was, um, and you know, what was the best part. The best part was that they had that old, they had one of those old fashioned silent auctions. And, -hmm. you know, I was intending to eat my dinner rapidly and go back to the um, the auction right before it closed at 730. And here we weren't even getting our food until 730. So that that plan got dashed. But this is the way you win those um, silent auctions. You wait until the last minute, you go around, you write your name at the last second as the bell is about to ring. What did you get? I didn't get anything. I didn't get anything. <laughs> I didn't get By the time we like served our food, it was already like seven thirty. Like imagine, I remember like Trish Cook saying something like right about the time the chicken came was like, you know, and you know, she's like the silent auction is about to close. I was like, oh, well, there you go. There was yeah. a dance after, right? Though too. Yeah, it was. That's there was perfect. actually, and I, I actually owe them a, um, I owe them. A, Actually, I should take care of that today. I owe uh, the Dr. Boba and the OIC um, uh, um, a donation. I, I walked up to Trish Cook. Remember those shoes she was wearing? They were like eight, eight yeah. inch, whatever. Ridiculous. Like, you know, like the, from the 80s or, you know, they're glam <laughs> shoes anyway. <laughs> I was like, I bet you can't dance in those things, can you? And she said, sure, I can. I said, you get out there and dance, I'll make a donation to OIC. And, and somebody, um, oh, this other lady was, I'll match it. So I'm like, okay. Well, I thought I thought you owed them money because you went out there to dance, and it was. Just... Oh yeah, like I'm paying them. Um, what do you call it for? <laughs> pain and suffering. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah. Here's my restitution. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry for the damages. Well, what a, it, I've never been on the 50th floor of the IDS building in Minneapolis. That was scary for me. I, the older I get, Dr. Stately, the more I don't like heights. Isn't that crazy? And before, when I was younger, I didn't care. Really? Huh. Yeah, I was Did holding you, like, up, um, out the window. Like, Oh, were you like going up to the window looking out? Yeah, and uh, holding holding on to something so I wouldn't fall through or I don't know. What did you think was going to happen? <laughs> I didn't know. Like uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's interesting. Um, I too am not a big, huge fan of heights, but I've been on that. Um, that was my second time up there. I, w- I went to I, uh, the last time I was there was Thanksgiving Day, um, fourteen years ago. Wow. So, yeah, we, I took my I took my whole family, my kids, and everybody to Thanksgiving dinner up there. That was back when they had the restaurant operational. I don't think they had the op- Restaurant operational anymore. So, well, but it, but it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Well, let's talk a little bit about that, and let's take a break. And uh, it was—I just have to say this about our lieutenant governor. Whenever she speaks, she inspires me, and I'm not even kidding. She is just yeah. funny. She did, she did. Yeah, we she have did a phenomenal right. job that night. For sure. Yeah, I think in fact I was the only one that stood up and clapped, and I was like. No, I wanted. I couldn't get my camera fast enough to get a picture of you standing up, but I saw. I noticed that. But I started the standing ovation when she came in. Nice. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, it's Native Roots Radio presents. I'm awake. We're here with Dr. Stately of Native American Community Clinic here in the Twin Cities, Minneapolis, the CEO, and we'll be right back after this short break. Stay with us. When we heal from our traumas. When we face our fears. Let go of our addictions. When we relearn our values. When we live our teachings. 
respecting our elders, cherishing and honoring our children. When we honor and take care of our spirit, there will be no room left for sexual violence. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. I'm Claudia with Minsure, Minnesota's official health insurance marketplace. With Minsure, you can compare health plans from multiple companies and get free help from a trusted expert. Whatever health plan you choose with Minsure, it's guaranteed to cover essential benefits so you can get the care you need. See if you qualify for discounts available only through Minsure. If you need quality, comprehensive health insurance, get started now at Minsure.org. Unveil the captivating world of native photography at the Minneapolis Institute of Art. Their new exhibit, In Our Hands, Native Photography 1890 to Now, turns the camera around and puts native photographers in control, featuring hundreds of photographs captured by generations of First Nations, Métis, Inuit, and Native Americans. You'll view the world through their lens, revealing the beauty and complexity of indigenous heritage. Don't miss this incredible experience. Visit In Our Hands at the Minneapolis Institute of Art, now through January 14th. For more info, visit artsmia.org. Let Next Chapter Booksellers help you with your holiday shopping. Next Chapter Booksellers has the perfect gift ideas. Books make for easy, thoughtful gifts that are a breeze to wrap and ship. And if you're not sure what book to get, the friendly staff at Next Chapter Booksellers are great at recommendations for any age and taste. Explore their wide selection of puzzles and games for interactive family fun. And if you're still stumped, then try a Next Chapter Booksellers gift card. That's Next Chapter Booksellers in St. Paul, your destination for easy-to-give gifts. Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by Native American Community Clinic on Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis, honoring health and tradition. Yes, they do, and we're here with uh, the lead tradition guy, the CEO of Native American Community Clinic, Dr. Stately. And Dr. Stately, that's uh, it, it was it was it, we were having a little audio uh, problems here on my end, and uh, you were a little distorted. So now I can have a, a coherent uh, conversation with you. And one of the things, th- it was a great show. I thought uh, 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 Native Rise, uh, and it was a fundraiser, and <laughs> we got to talk. We got to listen to uh, one of the actors, Kara, who uh, was in. Uh, the Killers of the Flower Moon. Doctor uh, Hobart spoke, and he was a head MC, uh, lieutenant governor, and then uh, this author that I've been playing tag with, who works for the Minneapolis paper, mm-hmm. Eddie. Uh, he was awesome, and we're going to yeah. get him on the show really quick. Chocolate. Yeah. 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 He um <clears throat> he interviewed me um. Oh, God, I think it was probably maybe like four years ago, four or five years ago, I think, around the time of the Wall of Forgotten Names. Mm. So, yeah, he, yeah, and um, he was a, he was a very good, he's, he's an excellent reporter. And he's, um, I haven't gotten his book yet, but I, um, he should have brought his book to the event and like signed them. Um, <clears throat> but, um, yeah, and I haven't gotten his book yet, but I, I'm, gonna get it i'm gonna intend to read it i'm actually on vacation oh um, which is something that hardly almost never happens so i'm on vacation this week and next week where i'm technically on vacation meaning i'm you know for a ceo that what that means is you're burning down your pto you're actually just not going in the office but i've been right. working um i'm taking like the minimum number of meetings but one of the things i want to do on my vacation in addition to taking what a really nice bath, bubble bath I did today, which is nice, self-care. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to go see a couple of movies that no one else wants to see, so I have to see them by myself. It's the perfect oh. way to spend some time. Which ones yeah. are those? Yeah, which ones um, are those? I'm going to go see Saltburn, which is supposed to be an amazing film. Um, it's kind of like, um, you know, um, <clears throat> it's uh, hard to explain. It's about a um, sort of a, you know, um, it takes place in England, and it's um, 
Um, it has to do with like these two guys who are in college together. Um, the, this very wealthy guy takes this um, his roommate or a friend of his from college back to his family's castle um, for which is you know, which is called Saltburn. Anyway, it's supposed to be amazing. It's by a director who I just really, really um, loved um, her last movie that I saw, um, uh, A Most Promising Woman, which was also a remarkable film. Um, but <clears throat> anyway, um, I can go see that because it's a little bit, um, I don't know a lot of people that want to see it. Like, you know, I don't, <clears throat> so I'll go by myself, which is fine. And then there's a couple of other ones I want to see. So I'm going to go to that film or that um, photography exhibit at the MIA probably yeah. like the day after Thanksgiving probably. Yeah. I got to make it out there too. Maybe, uh, maybe we can uh, try and go at the same time. Uh, one of the things that you meant, just mentioned too, um, we both talk about this and sometimes really seriously over the show. And I really appreciate it. Dr. Stately is our sobriety. And I know mm-hmm. when I first sobered up, uh, I was given advice like if you're not feeling good or something, do something different. And taking a bath was one of those things that really helped me. That was pretty interesting that you said that. I took a bath last night and usually shower, and it's changing up, but also self care. And uh, that made me think of that. It's all yeah, about changing, your changing routine. those yeah. Yeah. those neuro pathways that create yeah. habits and addictions and patterns that people tend to go back to it's all about changing those neural pathways and yeah. creating better habits i remember when i um well i won't tell people how i actually quit smoking because it's kind of um, a funny story but um i remember b- back in like 30 years ago when i first stopped smoking how i would be like oh i don't know how i'm gonna do this and I remember somebody telling me like you know well do you smoke in the car when you go to work and i was like yeah well try not to smoke in the car and I'm like, <clears throat> and it was remarkable. Um, this actually changed for me. I stopped smoking in my car um, that time, but he was just like, it was a psychologist or a therapist. I was saying, he's like, just take a different route to work. Like mm. you're so much of your pattern of like lighting up, sparking up your cigarette and like smoking while you're driving is as much of a, just a, you know, a pattern of habit as it is anything else. It's like second, it's second thought, secondhand nature kind of thing. <clears throat> which is interesting because when I noticed when I had to, when I deliberately took a different route to work, um, which in Los Angeles is a big thing, yeah, because um, yeah. <laughs> you never know. Traffic is completely unpredictable, um, but it changed. Actually, I had to pay closer attention. I wasn't really like you know just you know like driving and forgetting how I got there, that kind of thing. Has that ever happened to anybody? It's like, you know, I'm like, oh, I don't remember how I got here. And it's because you're driving the same um, way that you always get there. If it's something that you do repetitively, it's almost like you do it second without even thinking about it. So similarly, that's how you change some of those habits is you with intention and kind of disrupt the pattern. You change the thing that you're doing to try to, um, to make yourself be more mindful and attentive to what you're doing. And that actually helps you to rewire your brain. Kind of a simple process, but, you know, shortcut, it's probably easier than mindfulness. Yeah. Well, that's what you were saying. Uh, That's what you were saying, Haley, uh, about the rewiring. It takes 28 Mm -hmm. days to change a habit. That's why people go into treatment for 28 days. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I get to be a part of the sober crew because I am sober from alcohol. I think it's, I'm, I'm almost... I think I'm two eighty days, so I'm, I'm waiting on my one year still. But we're gonna get there. We'll give That's you awesome! Med- Congratulations. We'll give you a medallion. I got a whole bunch <laughs> of them here. It might be a, like a thirty-two year medallion, but I got one for you. That's awesome. <laughs> and and you're and you're young. You got you're getting sober when you're a fairly young person. <clears throat> I got sober when I was twenty-three. It was tough because I didn't know a whole lot of people at that age that were drinking when I went to or or using substances when I went to meetings that was filled with a bunch of old old crotchety men who complained about their lives and like whined about everything and my that's my perception and I remember having this um this thought where I was like oh my god if this is what it's going to be like to be sober I think I'd rather be drunk kind of thing I remember saying that to myself (laughs) but you know you have to like 
somebody wise said to me, like, go to, go to different meetings, go to like, you know, several different meetings till you find the one that you feel at home. And then you feel like you belong, like you fit. Cause you're not gonna, you're not gonna find the right one right off the bat. Most of the time you won't. So, um, you can kind of just be open to exploring. Right. Awesome. Congratulations, Haley. There's 5,000 meetings in the Twin City area, and if you can't find one that fits, then uh, it's hard. I know uh, I was lucky. It was like the second wave of young people, and so I was hanging with a lot of young people when I uh, sobered up. I also sobered up when I was 23, and that saved me. Uh, A friend of mine who uh, went back out, I contact him every year. I just celebrated 39 years in November. November 9th and uh, thank him for saving my life because of what you're saying Dr. Stately it's like uh, is this going to be boring I might as well go back to drink and it wasn't it was fun we did a lot of the same things and maybe <laughs> maybe the experts would have called that drunk behavior but it still <laughs> got me yeah, yeah you know um, just kept me sober yeah it's given me you know I wasn't I would, you know, I know there's a lot of people that don't feel um, that AA works for them. And I certainly felt that way when I was, like, I think I first went to AA when I was 17 or so. Seven, so between 17 and 23, um, I would go in and out of meetings. And, you know, I had a lot of reasons for why it wouldn't work. And um, a, lot of, a lot of those were justifications as well. Like, you know, like, you know, and... I was telling somebody the other day, I was like, remember like when you, um, did you ever remember that experience when you would get so mad at somebody, you'd go out and get drunk at them? Like that was just a, kind yeah. of a, <laughs> a perpetual habit. It's like, I'm going to go get drunk at you because I'm so mad. I'll um, show you. I'll show I'll, you. Yeah, I'll, I'll show you. I'll kill me. <laughs> right. But it was like, it was hard and it was like, um, um, but I stuck with it because the alternative for me was, um, to not be around, right? And right. you know, I I quit drinking on October twenty seventh, um, nineteen eighty five, and that was the day I that was the last day I drank, and I wrapped my car around a light pole on twenty ninth in um, Lindale, and um, almost died in that car accident. And so, you know, <clears throat> I, I woke up in the hospital the next day, and a little voice said to my ear, like, if you drink and Again, you'll probably you're gonna die, and I I I believed it, and I listened to it, and I haven't taken another drink since. So, proud of you, Doctor Stately. That's uh, amazing. <laughs> it's totally amazing, and uh, I know I wouldn't be alive if I wouldn't have sobered up. And I'm 62, mm-hmm. and a lot of our relatives have gone on because of uh, trauma and drinking, and mm-hmm. um, so. Your inspiration, and uh, and I appreciate you speaking your truth. Uh, let's do another segment here. This one flew by, and it was really good. <laughs> so, hey, we're, <laughs> it usually is, right? Hey, we're here with Dr. Stately, uh, CEO of Native American Community Clinic here in Twin Cities, Minneapolis, and we'll be right back after this short break, Haley. Stay with us. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States. And 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's Let's live and and let howl. Be a vaccinative. As the fall season continues, new COVID-19 variants threaten the health of not just you, but our elders as well. These new variants might even evade previous vaccines. That's why it's important to stay up to date. The newly authorized vaccines target current variants effectively and are FDA approved for ages six months and older. But there is an important note. These are the first COVID vaccines to be commercialized, which means there may be costs associated with them. Speak with your health insurer about your coverage before scheduling an appointment to avoid a surprise bill. For those without health insurance, help is available. Ask your health clinic about options or visit vaccines.gov for free locations. Getting vaccinated protects you from severe disease. Don't put yourself or elders at risk. 
So be a vaccinative and protect our community. You can visit vaccines.gov for free vaccine locations. This message is brought to you in partnership with the Minnesota Department of Health. JNS Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. Minnesotans age 65 plus might qualify for Health Partners Minnesota Senior Health Options. The plan includes personal support, coverage for medical prescription drugs and dental, plus over 30 extra benefits. Eligibility information is available at healthpartners.com slash one plan. Health Partners is a health plan that contracts with both Medicare and the Minnesota Medical Assistance Medicaid program to provide benefits of both programs to enrollees. Enrollment in Health Partners depends on contract renewal. Lewis Black, Goodbye Yeller Brick Road, the final tour. Look, to, to allow QAnon to run amok, they're nuts, okay? And I don't give a f- if your cousin's in QAnon and you don't think he's nuts. I'm not a psychiatrist, but I know great, great when I f- see it. Lewis Black, live on stage in the Mystic Showroom, Friday, April 26th. Get tickets this Friday at 10 a.m. at the Mystic Box Office or online at mysticlake.com. For more, visit lewisblack.com. Temperatures are cooling off and fall migration is underway. Do you know what that means? Eagle viewing season is almost here, and the National Eagle Center is your headquarters for information and experiences. This winter, experience bald and golden eagles in the wild with an unforgettable expert-led field trip. Plan your private eagle habitat tour and learn where the best eagle viewing is with weekly eagle counts. Plus, you can visit the eagles at the center all season long. Plan your visit or experience today online at nationaleaglecenter.org. With a look at your AM950 weather, I'm Patrick Lilia. Overnight, a chance of rain with a low of 37, then cloudy on Tuesday with a high of 41. Make this holiday season extra magical with a neat local Minnesota restaurant or food purveyor. Perfect for all occasions from family to friends to work gatherings. Visit eatlocalminnesota.com to see the list of restaurants and food purveyors. ATNFAM 950 St. Louis Park, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Hi, this is Representative Sharice Davids from Kansas. I'm Ho-Chunk, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Hey, we're back here with uh, Dr. Stately, CEO of Native American Community clinic here in the Twin Cities. Now you got me thinking, Dr. Stately, after you uh, told me I kept on introducing you incorrectly. Now I'm like pausing. Um, <laughs> the mind is a, is a funny thing, isn't it? That's a psychological, um, what do you call it, strategy. <laughs> strategy? <laughs> Oh wow! I don't know. I did. I did what. Um, I did what your aunties would do is I chewed you out in front of a bunch of people. um, (laughs) And then we took a picture. Yeah. And then we took a picture. (laughs) (laughs) I was the only one going, huh? Everyone else was smiling. (laughs) Yeah, it was. It was a fun night. I thought it was really cool that Kara talked about her own experience of growing up with trauma. And her own experiences of having, you know, you know, she talked openly about having a mental health disorder, you know, struggling with bipolar disorder and depression. Yeah. Talked about how she used substances um, to sort of, um, you know, basically treat herself, you know, um, heal herself or manage her symptoms. And I love that she, when she was, remember when she was talking about um, <clears throat> hanging out with, um, you know, um, what is it though? Leo, um, Bob, and um, um, who was the um, Marty? Marty? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> My buddy so Marty. It's just like it's on first name basis with all the big mega stars. Um, how she talked about like you know I don't want this character to be like portrayed as a drunken Indian. I want her to be strong. I want her to exude you know like her drinking is a her drinking is a symptom of dealing with 
you know, colonial impact, you know, trauma, all the trauma that's related to that, you know, um, all of the violence and the impact that that had on her life. And I love that she talked about that because that is, you know, you know, um, something we don't, we don't um, even see a whole lot in modern and modern um, conversations about Native people. Right. And, you know, so. Yeah. We're talking about uh, Kara Jade Myers and she's a, uh... Mm-hmm. Played Anne Brown in Martin Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon, and she was uh, the guest speaker. And like you said, Doctor Stately, very powerful, and and uh, you know, good messages. And geez, you know, this part of time of the year uh, with the sun going down and um, mm-hmm. holidays coming, I mean, it's good to hear. It's good to hear things like that. Um, good reminders, right? Cause... Yeah. This is a challenging time for a lot of our relatives because we, um, you know, we go into this time of year, it gets darker and it's mm-hmm. colder outside. So we kind of tend, tend to stay indoors and hibernate, you know, we're doing the hibernation bit. So we're not being as social. Um, <clears throat> but also if we have um, histories, our backgrounds of um, traumatic things in our lives or in our families or in our communities, those things can be triggers for us during this time. Um, so um, it's actually um, the worst time of year, and that's the worst time to sort of kind of be isolated and by yourself. So if it's a challenging time, try to spend some time with friends, go to movies, go um, go to meetings, go to um, do something to ch- kind of change up what you normally would do and seek support and try to get, um, you know, be around other people, other people who will make you feel or help you to feel um, like you matter. Because sometimes we can get so down and depressed, like we feel like nobody cares, that we don't matter, right? You, you know, that's something, too, that I was taught early on is, uh, and, and I did that with uh, friends in in the beginning of my sobriety is we'd go out and help, uh, we'd help feed people and do mm-hmm. things to make us feel uh, useful and worthwhile and those times that could be dark or you're used to doing destructive things during these holidays is mm-hmm. uh, go out and help somebody and don't be found out. That's what I was always told. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good practice. You know, these are the things that we were given to us anyway, original instructions, right? Be a good neighbor mm-hmm. to, to each other, be a good relative take care of others if you take care of others um you'll be taken care of as well and it's also um so i try to like um remind remember those things i've um this week i will do um things to be around other people because you know um i i won't be able to be with some of my family um Mm -hmm. I'll, i'll be here at home with my sons um who I can't ever go anywhere. I can't ever travel on Thanksgiving, that Thanksgiving weekend, because they're hockey players. And, you know, I don't, for whatever reason, Minnesotans are crazy. They have Thanksgiving and then they start playing hockey the day after Thanksgiving for four days straight, um, which is just kind of crazy making, I think. So, Dr. Stately, were you a, a, a skier, a downhill skier at any time in your life? Never. Yeah. I, I, I have cross country skied. Um, mm-hmm. downhill skiing looks really dangerous and, um, okay. it looks it like, um, and I don't know, just call me crazy, but if creator wanted me to go downhill skiing, but I would have been born with um, logs attached to my feet. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, I used to go skiing every Thanksgiving and, um, look at where we're at right now. It's like 50 degrees out and global warming's oh, happening. God, yeah. and it's mm-hmm. crazy. I mean, I remember having the big meal and going to the slopes, Afton Alps and all those slopes when I was yeah. young and agile. Now I break a hip. Of course I don't do that, but, uh, it's just, the weather has changed too. It made me think about that. I'll yeah, hit the slopes for you, Diga. Oh, Haley, yeah. the young one will uh, hit the slopes. Make sure you wear a helmet because I need you. Yeah, are you, yes. um, where are you going to go skiing at? Um, I grew up, you know, in, in junior high. I was in ski club, so we always went to uh, Wild Mountain. I grew up in Forest Lake, so just north of the Twin Cities area. Mm. So we would go to Wild Mountain a lot in Taylor's Falls or Trollhagen was another big one, but that's out in Wisconsin. 
Well, we're broadcast in Wisconsin, too, on 20 stations in the Civic Media uh, Network. I just wanted to throw that out there. Oh, what? Yeah, when I used to live in L.A., I'd tell people, like, um, about, you know, the mountains we had, Afton Hills and the mountains yeah. we had Minnesota to ski on, the, and they would just kind of chuckle at me. They were like, those are not mountains. Mountains, Josh. They're called mountains. <laughs> I just watched right. that new documentary that came out on Netflix. Um, about the ski resort, the Aspen one in around Lake Tahoe, the oh, avalanche yeah. killed all those people. Wow, I never knew about that. Do you know about that, Dega? Uh, yes, I do. I lived through it. I, I lived through history. That's why I was so good going back to school, um, especially when I was taking history classes. Like I, I lived through it, so I could write. I didn't have to study. Oh, what? Nice. <laughs> He taught he taught history from a first person experience. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Teddy Roosevelt, uh the rough rider. <laughs> you and Teddy Roosevelt. Right. Um, his, and his wife Eleanor. No, that was El- Franklin. Franklin. Oh yeah. Oh the different that Roosevelt. Niece. That was uh Teddy's niece. Yeah, Ted, Ted, well Teddy was like in the eighteen hundreds, wasn't he? Yeah, he was president in 1901, but um, oh yeah, well, you know, yeah, he, he saved all the parks out there, uh, which was pretty amazing. But it's weird; those guys came over. I was reading an article; they came over in the Mayflower, uh, their family, and uh, here's Franklin Roosevelt, like marrying his second cousin, which is just totally bizarre to me. But um, it's a little Appalachian. Oh, sorry. Did I say that? Oh, where is my... You know, actually, well, it's like, um, you know, I don't know. I know some Indians that have done that, you know. Yeah. They've, like, they've married their cousins or they've, like, maybe not married them. They had children with them, you know. It reminds me of that movie from Mean Girls. Remember that movie Mean Girls? Yeah. You got your you got your cousins, then you got your second cousins, then you got your kissing cousins. Jeez. Oh yeah, Karen. <laughs> yes, Karen. Yeah. The one that knows has ESPN. That one, yeah. Yeah, ESPN. My favorite movie. Yeah. yeah, well written, yeah. definitely well acted. Uh, what else? Uh, what else? Uh, is there helplines or what? What can how there can are? Help there are, and one one of the things I would say is um um that what you would do is like if you were struggling and you were thinking specifically if you're thinking like suicidal thoughts like mm-hmm. now <clears throat> national nationwide there is now the 988 number um right right so um 988 you would get connected with a live person to talk to and get some support and some some help and I think one of the things I <clears throat> I was actually on a national call not too long ago um, with um, Indian Country News, I think, um, or no, uh, Native, whatever it's called, Native American College. We're talking about we're talking about suicidality and such. And one of the things that I kind of like always take the time to remind people of is that suicide, by and large, while Native people in it isn't true of all Native nations, but across the United States, we have a significantly higher rate of um, of um, suicide than other than other communities. Some of that has, I think, to do with like specifically within like tribal communities where there's like nations where there's there's large disparate or um, you know um, the people are dispersed all over the place and there's not anybody that you can kind of get to easily and you can't spend time with each other or find a, find a resource. Um, they're like rural desolate areas. So having a national call line that you can call would be really helpful, but also like, you know, there's <clears throat> online on, in, on Facebook and a bunch of other social media platforms. There's um, uh, ways, there's groups that you can kind of connect with that are, you know, support groups for people who are living in situations where they don't have a lot of access. Maybe they don't live in a big city or a town where there's resources, but they will be able to connect with people online. So looking for those things is really important. And if it's something that you notice that you kind of fairly regularly, consistently 
um, have this experience where you're feeling so down, so depressed and suicidal and having thoughts of, of harming yourself, reach out and talk to somebody um, and let them know and say that I need to talk to somebody because I feel like I'm going to kill myself or hurt myself. And um, and if you're the person that's on the other end of that, take that come, take that statement serious and, and take action. So, and there's lots of resources online for that. Well, there's Strong Hearts Native Helpline, too, that I just want to give out. So that that number, too, they are 24-7. You can call, text, or chat them. Strong Hearts Native Helpline at 1-844-7-NATIVE. That's 1-844-762-8483. Or chat online at www.strongheartshelpline.org. Right on. Hey, we'll be right back. We're here with Dr. Stately, and we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Claudia with Minsure, Minnesota's official health insurance marketplace. With Minsure, you can compare health plans from multiple companies and get free help from a trusted expert. Whatever health plan you choose with Minsure, it's guaranteed to cover essential benefits so you can get the care you need. See if you qualify for discounts available only through Minsure. If you need quality, comprehensive health insurance, get started now at Minsure.org. back-to-school season is here. And while this is an exciting time for parents, kids, and educators, let's not forget how far we've come in our battle against COVID-19. We're in a better place, but COVID-19 is still here, and we need to continue to help protect our communities. With the flurry of new schedules and classrooms, let's not overlook the fundamentals of staying safe. Wash your hands regularly and watch for any symptoms like fever, chills, a cough, or shortness of breath. Should you or someone you know have COVID-19 symptoms, stay home and get tested. Find more tips on continuing to be safe at health.state.mn.us. Let's have this back-to-school season be a time of renewed commitment to our collective health and brighter future for our Native communities. Again, find more tips on continuing to be safe at health.state.mn.us. This message is brought to you in partnership with the Minnesota Department of Health. You're listening to Native Roots Radio. This is Spirit from Reservation Dogs. Get up and listen. Welcome back to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. Howl! 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 Hey, uh, we're here with Dr. Stately, CEO of Native American Community Clinic here in the Twin Cities, Minneapolis, and we're just... Uh, Having her like our, our Monday chit chat uh, and talking real and talking about real issues and real things in a fun way. Um, we're going to have uh, Gary Farmer on next week, Dr. Stately, and it's fun Ooh, to have really? Gary. Well, now that the strike's over, we can reach out to our actor friends and have them come on and talk about uh, their projects in the past and future. And he's a big time musician too, so we'll be talking a lot about his music. Yeah, but, he's uh, awesome. He's a great actor. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. just uh, we just watched uh, Smoke Signals, probably me for my hundredth time, but Haley and I just uh, last. Oh my god, movie. I love that movie. Yeah, it was good. I cried. You know, I had to um, I had to watch that movie like three or four times um, before I realized, like, you know, that line that he says in the movie where he's like, "Yep, I know what you're gonna say." <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, like or that See, line I, where he goes, "Like I didn't mean I didn't to." Mean, I didn't mean to, and I was like. So I mi- I missed the I missed the sort of the, the subcontext context yes. there a couple, of, a couple of times and I was like oh because I was like yeah anyway I had Everybody, like I was like wow I'm really I'm really um, thick I didn't catch that the first time that was funny. Yeah, it just to set everybody up and, and Haley thought it was cool too and it sounds like you're uh, eating cashews over there, Doctor Stately. Um, and I think our radio fans are loving it. Hey, uh, and it, the he saved uh, Thomas, uh, threw him out the window and saved him. And his grandmother came up to him and said, uh, "You saved Thomas. You did a good thing." And and he said, I, "I I didn't mean to." And at the time, it's a funny line because that's a weird way to to answer it. But then we find out later uh, <laughs> that he set the fire. So 
It's like yeah, an accident. Yeah, that's crazy. Anyway, I know. Well, I, didn't, I didn't put those things to those two things together until I saw it. Like I think the third or fourth time. But I remember when um, I remember when I first saw that movie. I saw it at whatever the theater was on Lake Street and Lindale. There was like a little like um, art house theater there mm. way back in the day. This was back in like the I probably would think like the um, came out in ninety eight. 98 so that's probably like when i saw it <clears throat> and i went to see it with my nieces Nichez and deanna my brother charlie's daughters mm-hmm. i took them it's home for thanksgiving i think and we went to go see it and <laughs> we're sitting in the theater and you know it was uptown so like it, there wasn't a lot of native people in that audience or like us mm-hmm. and a couple of you know cool cool hipsters from the uptown and a bunch of other yeah. like white white people and at one point i realized like me and my nieces are the only ones that are laughing every, every three minutes because we're getting the humor right? right and um and i was just thinking about how um you know when you were talking about gary farmer and his um, role in res dogs about like how that sort of like seems to have changed over the last 20 30 years is that you know we have so much more pe- more um, native art, native movies, and native TV shows, and we have so much more happening in that space that it seems like more white people get our humor now. <clears throat> you know, there's, yeah. there's we're making such an impact on on the social sort of the social context in so many ways, like mostly through social media, probably those kinds of things that. That right. They're getting the they're getting what we mean when we say a thing when we say the kinds of things that we say. Well, like the res car, Doctor Stately, uh, I it took me many times to see the the movie before I realized that same person that was in the car was on Northern Exposure for nine years. I just mm-hmm. didn't put two and two together for some odd reason. Mm-hmm. And that was a great yeah. show back in the day about Alaska, and she was uh, the only Alaskan native. <laughs> on the show but yeah. she was on every show yeah do you watch um speaking of natives in alaska do you watch alaska daily at no. all no it's about it's a it's a movie that stars um hillary swank and a number oh, yeah. of native, that, native actors it's about a newspaper a yeah. tv show yeah it was yeah it's, it's canceled but it's on only a year yeah I know. I'm so upset that it was canceled because I really liked that show a lot, and um, you know they were talking. They were taking MMIW head on in that movie and that TV right. show. So, yeah. yeah. And here's um, another uh, smoke, mother, another smoke signals thing. Uh, we had uh, I can't think of his name, Gray Eyes. Uh, we had him on Native Roots Radio, and when he was the head casino guy on Rutherford Falls. And oh, I yeah. did not realize that he was in a scene in Smoke Signals when they were playing basketball in the beginning. Uh, oh, yeah. He was one of the basketball players, and they were talking mm-hmm, about, mm-hmm. Uh, who's, your favorite, who's your favorite Indian basketball? Or who's your favorite Indian is what they, he said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah all those guys. And then um, one of the things I liked about Flowers, the Killers of the Flower Moon, is that Tatanka means is in it. Yeah. I, I kind of met him a few times, and um, my nephew Ruben knows him really well. And so, like, we're sitting in the movie, and all of a sudden, I'm like, and and again, when we went to go see Killers of the Flower Moon, it was like, you know, nine o'clock at night on like a Wednesday, and it's a three-hour movie, so there's like nobody in the theater but me and my sister, and like maybe one other person. And I'm like, oh my god, look at Tatanka means you that's him. Uh, yeah, the the, um, the other FBI agent guy. So. <laughs> Yeah. He was prominent in the book. Uh, he was talked about uh, in the book quite a bit, that character. Yeah. I would tell people, like, if you haven't, if you saw the movie and you love the movie, I'd go back and read the book because the book was really quite good. I read that book in three days. The three days, that first week I was sick with COVID, and I read it, like, in three days. So, yeah. Oh, so, it, it, Dr. Stately, it's that time of year again. Uh, I always uh, quiz Haley, and she, she doesn't guess correctly, but uh, it's, mm. it's that time of year to sign up for Minsure. And uh, Actually, you're right. It is. It's November. It's open enrollment, right? Yeah. So, so, Haley, what's that website to help all our relatives out there? 
Yes. So if you're not sure what type of health insurance you're going to need going into this next year, you can head over to minsure.org and they will help you find an affordable plan that, that best fits your needs. Wow. Minsure.com, right? Oh. Yeah. .org. Minsure.com. Is it a dot .org? I thought it was a dot. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure the Googles will help, but just uh, to bring, put that out in front for everyone. Yeah, and also some people don't know how to navigate that website very well. And so one of the things they can do is they can also come to the Native American Community Clinic or another another community health center within the Twin Cities or in the, or in the state of Minnesota. Um, and those of you who live in western Wisconsin or Woodbury, I kind of call them, they're the same thing. Um, you can <clears throat> you can go to a community health center and they'll help you enroll and they'll help you get, they'll help you get enrolled in health insurance. It's really important to have health insurance because, um, you know, more people are likely to go to the doctor. It's the one thing that keeps so many people from going in for routine care. And, mm-hmm. you know, routine care is where we catch a lot of the conditions that will end up becoming more urgent and acute later. Yeah, I hear that so often. I had a friend of mine who uh, broke his collarbone and they found out he had throat cancer. I mean, and they would never have found that out. You know, things like that. Uh, You hit that right on, Dr. Stately. Hey, we got a minute left. And uh, I know there's friends of mine out there that are getting COVID again. Uh, there's an update. I think this, uh, I'm not sure if it was the state where I read or they're, they're giving out free, uh, test kits again. And I think it's really important. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can look it up on the internet. There's uh, Minnesota is giving all your free test kits again. You can sign up for them online. Um, and they'll arrive in the mail. I ordered some last week, um, from Amazon and they arrived in a couple of days. And uh, it's really important to do that because it is going around. It is very, very contagious. And, um, you know, myself, I've had it. A couple other family members have had it. Um, I've had no people that have gotten it. Um, and um, it doesn't, it's not going to necessarily be make you as sick, perhaps. But one true fact, Minnesota and Minnesota and across the country, Native people are continue to be, have the highest rate of infections, highest rate of hospitalizations, and the highest rate of death. And the majority number of the people who are dying are over the age of 65. So our elders, the people that have our knowledge about our language and our culture, these are important things to preserve. So do your part by getting a vaccine and also wearing a mask when you're indoors and there are people who are vulnerable. Absolutely. That's a great way to end it. Dr. Stately, really, really appreciate you coming in. Um, we talk, we have a lot of fun, but you know, there's a lot of seriousness in our in our actions, and uh, you do a great job. And your community clinic is uh, the gold standard across the country. So I really appreciate you stopping on. We're still here. We are the seventh generation. And free Leonard Peltier. Now. Now. Pruner's Supper Club invites you to enjoy drinks, a delicious dinner, and live music from both big-name local and national artists in a wide array of styles. Before or after your show, check out the new Maggie's Lounge, a perfect spot to visit with friends. It's open Wednesdays through Sundays beginning at 4.30 with cocktails and light fare. And you don't need a ticket to enjoy the great atmosphere of Maggie's. Pruner's Supper Club off Moore Lake and Highway 65, a little piece of old-school nightlife in the 21st century. Connection 